The break is over and what a race we had in Spa. No, no we didn't. The rain ruled the party, but not for George Russell. Let's jump the start. Everybody, welcome back, Jump the Star Racing Podcast. And like always, Wellington will say, I'm here with two of my closest friends. Yancy, say hello. Hi. The other friend, Wellington, is on vacation, and I am Ruben, doing part of his duties while he's away. Don't know why he's on vacation, but okay. <laughs> he just he just left us. I know, but couldn't he take the vacation in the summer break? Nah. Just like Lewis did and Ricardo did. So now he's more important to those guys. No, because he didn't want to go to Greece. He want he want like everybody else went. Gotcha. He he wanted to go to Portugal. So ooh, yeah. And do some Porto wine. I got you. Yeah, he went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I'm Hello. Ruben. I'm doing. Well, I'm sorry. Hell of a week to uh, to. Uh, well, he picked the perfect race. race. Yeah. <laughs> so like, was there really a race? <laughs> is the question. Well, on the books, it was. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> we will get to that. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're bringing you a race review, a race preview, some news, and and since this is the second race of the triple headed, which is coming this weekend already, thank you know, God. Yeah. So we we'll do the racing action. We we'll do you know a small race review and or preview, preview and the next race, and we for sure, for sure, we're gonna talk about the super, super exciting Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> I was glued to my TV. Uh, me too. I for the for all the wrong reasons, of course. No, we were just like everybody else. We were all at the edge of our seats, waiting for the spectacle to start. I mean, kind of never did. Eventually, it did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll go over that. Yeah, in a minute. So this is what formally. How was your weekend, Yancy? Well, uh, it sucked. <laughs> we didn't do much. We worked. And uh, oh no, you know what? I actually had a, uh, uh, I went. I was with my family. I had a barbecue. Oh my god! Up upstate New so York. I don't eat meat now. I don't um, like barbecues. No, no. no. Because you were with family. I understand. No, no. I'm doing. I'm no, just I a didn't, step, I step didn't child. There. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel bad about that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have told me, yeah. I would've, if I would have said, "Hey, Yancy, I'm open." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I had a good weekend. I, was, I spent some time with family, and obviously, these, um, you know, uh, it, it, we had a rough, a rough last year. Obviously, we didn't get to see anybody. So of course, it was uh, one of the few times we were starting to get to get to get together and see everybody. And then, obviously, I was excited for Sunday, but Sunday was well, because of the race. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But overall, a good weekend. I can't complain. How about yours? Um, mine was just pretty much pretty good weekend. Sunday sucked because of the, you know the results of the race or the actual race. Right. But yeah, same thing. Saturday, I got together with family. My sister was in town, so I saw her for a couple of hours and stuff like that. That's good, man. Yeah. It yeah. seems like I mean we're not getting back to normal, but things are I guess going. We're in crawling the right there. Direction. We're crawling there. Um, can't wait for all this off, all this to be over. But um, but yeah, but but you know what do you got? Because Wellington's not here, so we, we're just jumping back and forth. With yeah. Stuff. What do you well, got? I guess this is a perfect segue to to, to discuss the uh, the changes, the ever ever the ongoing changes to the F one calendar. 
Um, it seems like the whole year itself, you know how we have like the, you know, where the drivers are getting signed, they have a name for that, the... The silly season, whatever. Oh, the silly season, right? So now, what are we going to? So now we have a silly season for the calendar. Exactly. There you go. Because yeah, it's like a a basketball going back and forth from all over the place. Yeah, and hopefully this doesn't happen all every year from now on. I don't mind the silly season, but um, for like you know, for obviously the F one drivers. Even though I think we're still, are we still in the silly season? There's been no driver changes so so far. Not yet. No. No. But all right. So. We the calendar has officially been cut down to twenty two races instead of twenty three. Um, obviously, with Japan dropping off the map, uh, or off the calendar, I should say, not off the map. That that. So pretty much the the Japanese Grand Prix, Prix was, was canceled. Was carried out by the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, just but like the Olympics. You know how how uh-huh. they used to have back in the days the. That spectacle they used to do with the Olympic with the torch. Well, they still do it. Oh, they still do that. Okay, so yeah. pretty much the Japanese Grand Prix left with left Japan with, with, le- the with the torch. <laughs> <laughs> you know how the torch supposedly goes from one country to the other yeah. slowly. You know, so now they also took the Japanese Grand Prix in that aspect. That's <laughs> messed up. So, um, so we got, we got the final calendar. So we're down to twenty two races. Um, we have. Oh, Obviously, Belgium went. It was not this week that the, but that if you want to call that a race, on September next week we got the Netherlands. Right after that, uh, and we're in the throes of a triple header. We have mm-hmm. Italy on September twelfth, September twenty sixth. We go to Sochi, uh, and then uh, on October tenth they rode in Turkey again. Now Turkey seems to be iffy also. Because they're still on the UK red list. Now they are going to. I think the UK, the government, the UK government, is uh, plan is planned for sept- on September sixteenth to review the data of of, of co- the countries, of, whatever. Yeah, of, we'll uh, of the cases. So do an update to the list. Yeah, to do an update to the list, um, they will if um, Turkey cannot host the event then it looks like Mugello is in talks to hold that Grand Prix in that slot and that was a nice race too last year yeah that was Mugello was a very good race that, that was that, a race with the accident no that was a big accident yes. because remember they have a huge straight yes and then um, obviously usually I think and we, I remember we spoke about this last year usually the start finish line is right at the end of the la- right at the beginning of the last corner after you go through that corner this one goes you know the the start finish line is way down after that corner, so so pretty much it's like it's kind of hard to judge the, the start. Yeah, so it's like in the middle of the straight. Yeah, so, um, but it was a it was a it was fun. It wasn't a I wouldn't say it was a fun race. It, it was cool because obviously when you have mayhem, it causes the race to be a little bit better. But and it was strategy shifting and stuff. Yeah, like but I mean it's a it's a weird track it has a lot of, you know, banking and. I, I listen. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Um, so, so after the, after Turkey, we have Mugello is also in Italy. Mugello, Mugello is in Italy, so we'll have I guess a third race in Italy because we had Imola and then we have we're gonna have. That's Lanza. if if Turkey does if not Turkey go doesn't go from the list, right. meaning they have to be off the red list. Yes, match. exactly. So October twenty fourth, we have the the race in Austin. October thirty first was supposed to be Canada, but that was. Well, no, Canada was nope. a bit well, well, you okay? Yeah, sorry. 
is that I, I always I always think that all the North American races are together. So November 7th, we have Mexico. November 14th, we have Brazil. Mm-hmm. We have a to-be-announced spot on November 21st. Uh, and then we go to Saudi Arabia December 5th, and we finish off the season in Abu Dhabi December 12th. So, so yeah, uh, man. We have one, two. So that note on the... How do you say it? On the... On the to be announced race, mm-hmm. that's it's going to be a weird race. To, my 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 in my opinion, obviously, if, if anybody could pull it off, F one will. Right, and it's because Mexico and Brazil is back to back, and it's also part of a triple header, which the the third race will be that to be announced race. Yes, and when they're looking at Qatar, they're doing, right? either Qatar, either or, Qatar or, or another race in or or another race in Bahrain. Yes, yeah. um, yeah, that'll be weird. I don't know why they not, do that to themselves exactly. because it's literally. You know, no, I just, I'm, let's and just, it's a one week. So let's say the drivers fly from Brazil to Saudi. You know, let's say from you know, to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. That's at least a day in flying. So yes. now they probably leave Brazil Sunday night or Monday morning, so they don't get there till Tuesday. So what time do they rest right. or the debrief and you know all that stuff? Usually, I think the way they they work that out is. Obviously, when you have flyaway races like that, especially when they go to Asia, mm-hmm. they send those things like months before. Yeah, yeah, the equipment itself, well, yes. Yeah, the only thing they that doesn't come right away is the Obviously, car. the cars and all yeah. that stuff, but it's still a quick turnaround. Not it. Well, listen, uh, Formula One has right? done amazing things. Uh, I wouldn't put it... I mean, they can obviously get it done. It's just, it seems, you know, it seems crazy. I don't know why they don't schedule the races you know, within a geographical area to make them their lives easier, especially if it's a back-to-back. Well, or back-to-back-to-back. Uh, yeah, case. yeah. But it goes back to what we, we were talking about earlier when you said that they want to come to North America twice in the year. Mm-hmm. So, or to the Americas. Right. So, for example, I foresee then seeing Miami after or before, you know, before, it won't be before Canada, but after Montreal. Yes. So that yes. way they do have, they'll have two races on this side, go back to Europe, and then then come back towards the end to yeah. do Austin, Mexico, and Brazil. Correct, because they usually what they have they have a few races in. Actually, the 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 first race in Europe is it usually Monaco? Or the is f- it? I don't know. They have one or two races in Europe that start the start of the. I, I believe it's Monaco. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Monaco, and then they go to Canada. Yes, to Montreal. To Montreal, and I guess right after Canada, they'll, they'll slip in the. They'll the go Miami back to Europe race. and. Yeah, my, Miami. Yeah, but they usually there. go back to Europe. They yeah, usually go back. But to this Europe. year was supposed to be France, mm-hmm. the French Grand Prix. Right, right, and then but I guess if they can slip in that race because they don't want to put Austin and and Miami together, this doesn't make. I don't think. Sense. I don't think. And it'll eat into the revenue because not every exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think it'll be good for the fans and for the money that the, the events are going to generate. Mm-hmm. Because I say that because if you have Miami and then two weeks later you have Austin. Most a lot of people are not going to go to both events. No, but if you haven't that far apart, which is a couple of months apart, mm-hmm. we would definitely go to both events. Hell yeah! But absolutely. if you haven't so close, I don't think I don't. We'll drive up to Montreal and take a flight down to Austin in October. Sweet. Yeah, or or not even Montreal. We could just go to Miami or Austin. Well, this is us personally talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we 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 love F one like that, um, and we still haven't decided if we're going to go to Austin this year. Jeez. <laughs> All right, so that's the changes to the calendar. Now, a bonus to this calendar to the shifting, the, yeah, the shift, uh, the bonus that the teams get with Japan dropping off the calendar mm-hmm. is that they will get 
an extra $1.2 million to spend. $1.2 million. million. Sounds like they won the lottery. (laughs) Um, The reason for that is, um, and I didn't know this before I read this article, is on motorsport. So the cost cap is $145 million. For 21 races. races. Mm -hmm. We were originally scheduled for 23. Now we have 22. Now, um, it's 145 million for 21 races. Any race after 21 races, the teams get an extra 1.2 million dollars. Because officially, that's that's what per they, race. That's the thing that it will cost to hold the race. Right. The that's the that's what they predict that they would have to spend. Each team would have to spend in order for them to go yes. racing. At a, at, you know, at an extra race. Now, the um. Obviously, after 21 races, they allot 1.2 million per race. Now, if one race does drop off, then obviously they don't get that extra 1.2 million million dollars. Mm-hmm. However, if the race does drop off, they need at least three months' notice. Uh, three months' notice to cancel the race. So they cannot get the money. If it's canceled within the three months, then the teams get that money. So obviously, the the teams already got paid for Japan, and Japan hasn't happened. Yeah, Japan hasn't happened. It it, it got canceled obviously within that three month period, so the teams still get the money. So, the teams that have been crying about the cost cap, which I don't want to paint as like they've been crying. I mean, obviously, I think it's a legitimate issue. Considering, I think so too. Yeah, considering obviously you look at Red Bull, which is the one that's taking the, the heaviest, it was the heaviest blunt. Yeah, I mean you have look at, look at what happened in Baku, which is a tire fall um, out of their out of their hands. Yeah, and in at the uh, in Silverstone with Hamilton causing that accident with Verstappen, and obviously Bottas driver's fault. Yeah, with, which is which was obviously it was Hamilton's fault. No, okay. <laughs> you disagree. <laughs> we talked about that earlier in the previous podcast. Um and then you have what happened in Hungary. In Hungary, that was big. With Bottas just running over everybody, including the two Red Bull cars. Both Red Bulls yeah. got taken. Which and then obviously you had Stroll running into Leclerc, which causes them to take an extra engine and there's a whole bunch of damage. I think that uh uh so far, as I calculated, that Ferrari has spent three, uh, spent an extra three million dollars just in repairs, just in repairs, and then Rebel for, just the British one, just one point eight, yeah, just the British Grand Prix was one point eight million dollars, just for Verstappen's cost. Yes. So you and can remember see, Paris this weekend as one crash as well. So that's another cause on top. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously you had you have a big crash during qualifying with Lando Norris. I mean, all of this stuff adds up, obviously. So obviously, this is a welcome bonus for those teams. That um, that really need the money, especially because, well, as we talked before, we don't want money issues to be deciding the championship. Yeah, I mean, what did I think? I think this thing will be reworked and you know, worked around and find a common ground for it because yeah. it's just it's just costing too much. What do you, do you? I mean, do you foresee any? So, what would be the solution? Just like an extra allowance for them to? Are they going to raise the cost cap? I don't I know. Think I think they they'll probably. It's F one, so the, everything has to be difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it would be very interesting if they do it. Hey, if your team crushes into me, you pay. Yeah, you think they'll go there? Nah, now? 
the, the teams will never agree to. I think it'll be. I think it'll be great for the fans to see that. Hell yeah! Fight. I mean, we've seen a cat fight now between yep. big, Mercedes big, and big, Red big, Bull. So poor brother. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I think I would say it, it will. I think it, it will have. It will be determined as far as like how, you know, what was the cause of the accident? What where, where did it come from? Right. So like, it, it, literally, if it was, like for example. If it was your driver's fault, you don't need the extra money. Just tell your driver to watch out. <laughs> like yeah. you know that kind of thing. Oh, you think they would charge? Let's say for like let's say Hamilton and Verstappen. You think they would charge Mercedes instead of charging it to? Uh, that'd be interesting. That is, it's, it'll be, it'll be, you know, it'll be good to see, but it'll also be very tough to get approved because it's an accident. Like I didn't mean to destroy yeah. your car. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, obviously, they're they're probably this is one of the issues that that they're gonna talk about. Um, uh, and, and we'll get to that later because there's a lot of things that, even though there wasn't really a race, yeah, there's a lot of things that came out of the race. Yes, um, a lot of news that came out of the race, uh, a lot of issues to discuss because obviously this wasn't. Um, not a lot of, not many people were happy. The, the 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 drivers weren't happy. Obviously, the fans weren't happy, and um, and I don't think the FIA or Formula One management was happy. How everything went down. Obviously, a lot. of I'm not stuff, happy. Yeah, heads have to roll. I'm not happy. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all hell can Ruben. <laughs> Burn them all. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the race. But before we get to the race weekend, um, guys, we are on all podcast platforms, including let's see, let's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And YouTube, and we're also on social media. So you got uh, look us up uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Jump the Start F One. This week, because Wellington is our video master extraordinaire, we will not be on YouTube as we usually are, but we will be on all podcasts. Well, we platforms. will be on YouTube, just not showing our faces. Yes, we won't, yes, have you won't audio, see. Audio file. They won't see your beautiful face. Ruben. Thank you, thank no, you very much. No, and they won't see my scruffy beard either. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to it. Let's get to the good stuff. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. Yes. There you go. All right. Now, uh, let's start with Quali, man. And obviously, Quali is important because this ended up the being the result of a race. Uh, and the top three were Max Verstappen. No yes. surprise there. P3 was Lewis Hamilton. But Ruben, I know you were happy about P2. My boy. Your boy, George Russell. Let's see how you say Charlie. George! (laughs) (laughs) George Russell put in the lap of his life in the rain in Q3, Q3, I should say. And we thought for a minute he had pole position. What were you thinking during that time, man? I was still in shock just seeing him there. Like, obviously, you you see him at the very top, and you're like, "Yeah, it's impossible. He's not gonna get Paul. Let's wait for all these guys to you know to come in." And then guys started coming back, and like, they're not, not not even close to him. You're like, "Well, but these fast guys are not are not, are not you know killing better his time. cars." Yeah, like Paris. All these obviously Paris never been that greatest the qualifier, qualifier but Paris would you know Paris should have over you know topped them up. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "So wait a minute, wait." And then lose, lose, and then obviously Max killed yeah. it, killed 
part of the joy because you know top two is still you know P two is still for actually, Williams yeah especially. for Williams, uh, but Lando Norris we know wasn't help as well because of because of the, the big crash. But we we got some of these guys. Ricardo should have been up there, you know, and some of these guys that they could not they, they couldn't put that lap. What yeah. did, what break did he get in the rain? What did he get that the other guys didn't have? You know. Dude, I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess he just drove the drove drove um, his ass off in that car. Drove I the rain off the car. Yeah, oh, I mean, obviously that he, he was driving the car with Rainex on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously qualifying played out. Uh, you know, Q Q one and Q two played out the way it was supposed to be. Yes, obviously you had a little bit of rain. Uh, in Q two was more like the teams they put on the uh the intermediates and they just wanted to get the best lap in because they knew the rain was coming after q's two started it was like on cue boom the rain just piled on it's like the sky just really it just opened up opened up Full um, throttle. yeah and obviously q3 starts rain is pouring um we had sebastian vettel on the radio telling everybody Okay, this, this should be red flag. This should be red flag. This is way too much rain. There's a lot of water on the track. Obviously, you know, hydroplaning is the issue. Hydroplaning is when obviously the cars are on top of the water, so you can't really control the car. There's so much water that the tires cannot take them out of the way, pretty much. Yeah, and so one of the stars of the first two qualifying sessions was Lando Norris, and he was lap. yeah he was in the top it, three. Too. You know, Q1 and Q2. I think he was probably the fastest in Q2, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Um, and then going through, you know, the famous Eau Rouge complex, he lost control and just hit the wall super hard. Luckily, there was nobody around, but that, that was a pretty spectacular crash. That was super close to where the accident two years ago happened as well, right? With Hubert and all those guys, it was right there. It was right there. And as then, well. um, obviously, you had a. Crash. You would say it's the fastest part of the track because you're coming off of the the, the second turn. Yes, it is because obviously you you you're heading towards Radion, you, whatever it's called. You're going through that hairpin. Uh, I think you make a a right on that hairpin. And obviously, the that hill. that starts like that whole that that whole complex going into Old Rouge up Radion, and then you get to the chicane at the end of that. Yes. But that's. Probably That's when you really break. Yeah, that was, the, and then obviously going through that Oru Rouge Radion complex, you used to have to either lift or or break. But because, but the, these with these cars, you just go flat out. Geez. And what people don't notice about Oru Rouge is that obviously Oru Rouge is at the bottom of a hill, mm-hmm. and you're going up Oru Rouge, you're, you're climbing up. So basically, when you're going through Radion, you don't see anything above you. You just gotta trust that there's road so there. So is that why? That was just just jumping, not jumping off a of topic, but mm-hmm. going to another series. Is that why there was the, such a big crash in the W series? Because it was right there, and uh, you know, and these ladies couldn't see each other. That's what happened with. Uh, that's why it was W series, right? Yeah, that was a okay. W series where you had like four or five cars. Yeah, just in the same area. Yeah, and um, and then you had a big crash with Jack Aiken, and I think it was in the sports cars. Uh, he actually broke one of uh, he had broke some vertebrae in his collarbone um and then there was another crash i think it was in f3 but it wasn't it wasn't as fast but obviously yeah, like the w series one didn't look fast but there was the cars were still getting destroyed no obviously they're not as fast as f1 cars but those cars got destroyed because what happens is that again 
you're climbing up the hill, you don't see what's ahead of you. So if you have somebody crash into the wall, and then the way the, the track is built is that there's not a lot of runoff area. So yes. if you crash into that wall, you're ricocheting across the track. And the danger is, is when you're ricocheting across that track, you're, if nobody sees you, the person coming in flat out is not going to have enough time to break so because they're climbing up the hills too late. So even if they are breaking, they can T-bone you. That's exactly what happened with Anton Huber. May, may God, uh, you know, rest his soul. Um, and, you know, and there's been so many accidents through there. And I think, I mean, they obviously, they are already in plans. 80 to, million dollars, 80 million euros. Yeah. They're going to spend to, to spend to, I think they're going to widen that area, put some gravel there. And do some but runoff they, areas. Yeah, they think they need to widen up that, especially there. But they're going to put runoff areas in and they're going to look into the track yeah, safety issues, you know, safety concerns on the track, and they're going to they're going to yeah. address it. Yeah, but it's yeah. I mean, they really need to fix that. Um, one thing. But we'll give credit to our boy Beto. Oh yeah, for sure, world class. He 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 called it, and he was on the radio. Really pissed. Really pissed off. He said, "What did I tell you? What did I tell you?" Um, and he was at that point. He was actually going, you know, going through Eau Rouge. I obviously slowed down because the red flag came out, and um, he saw Lando Norris's car. He stopped. He stopped. You know, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Make sure it was good. And um, that and I'm was pretty sure he was just seconds away of getting out of the car. Oh yeah, for sure. That's why he said like this. And if he didn't get it, he didn't get a thumbs up. He probably would have gotten out of the yes. car to check on him. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, we've seen enough. Uh, of the crashes through Old Rouge, and I think they need to address that. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's pretty dangerous. So, I mean, obviously, after that happened, uh, the rain calmed down a little bit, and I think Michael Massey uh, admitted that they should have waited a little bit longer to start Q3. They should have red flagged the session and waited a little bit for that rain for, to pass at the beginning. By. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, at the beginning of Q3, they should have stopped it, waited for the rain to come down and go. Obviously, it was a rainy weekend in Spa. It was. It's spot. You're going to get rain. So this weekend, F1 was missing our local dual Doppler radar to detect the weather. (laughs) They did not have it over there. (laughs) As a local forecast guy, the dual Doppler radar. Yeah, man. I don't know because, I mean, they they, usually they're pretty good in, they have these radars that are pretty good in in prediction. They they have a pocket to run. They they had no. The little pockets that it showed never came. No. Especially in the race. Yeah, it felt like it got worse. Yes. Yeah. And then obviously um the rain kept it kept raining. But we were able to get in Q three and we got that incredible result. Um which was Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen P one, George Russell P two, Hamilton P three. Um going into the going into Sunday, Ruben, what did you think was gonna happen? Being that Russell was in the front row. No, nah, if it would have been a normal race, probably would have just been, you know, start getting taken over. <laughs> yeah, but you think that he probably would have uh, maintained? Uh, he would have compromised uh, Hamilton's race to chase down Verstappen. That obviously, Josh Russell being there, if unless he actually stepped to the side mm-hmm. and let Hamilton through, he was going to compromise Hamilton's race, of course. Yeah. Be, being a slower car, mm-hmm. I think even from the from the beginning lap, from the beginning, you know, because. Max and Lewis probably would have pulled away, and he would have been not far behind, but looked like he would be crawling next to these two guys. Yeah, but yeah, I think so. I that mean, that didn't happen. 
I mean, obviously, it would have started off fine because obviously these cars have crazy acceleration. But um, but also, yeah, it, I don't. He might have held held them up a little bit. But do you think that I, there probably would have been a? Uh, I think Hamilton would have gotten passed by him, and then do you think that he would have kept up with Verstappen at the front? You don't have. You don't have. It all all falls down to the actual start. Mm-hmm. If you have a if Max on a normal race, if Max would have had a great start or a, a normal start, mm-hmm. Hamilton would not catch him. Yeah, I think it would have been Hamilton P two. Yes, but then all right. But so, then it would fall down to to strategy costs and all the other stuff, you know. So yeah, but then and then but and guess what? This out. That's what Rebel is missing out this year. Mm-hmm. When they've needed the most, they're not. They have not. It has not come through for them. Remember, yeah. before they were slower, mm-hmm. but the strategies were on point. Mm-hmm. Now they have a much much quicker car, you know, compared to what they had in the past. But the strategies have not surpassed Mercedes strategies. Yeah, and also, um, it was. I mean, let, let's go over the top 10 in qualifying. So we always have Verstappen, Russell, and Lewis in the top three. Daniel Ricciardo qualified fourth. You had Sebastian Vettel qualifying fifth, yeah. Pierre Gasly sixth, Sergio Perez in seventh, but I think that was very disappointing. I, he's, but he's always around there when he qualifies. He's always around that area for, you know, he's always fifth, six, seven, fifth, six, seven. He's always around that area. If, if he's at the top, meaning mm-hmm. top four, or he's back there. Yeah, but I think he needs to be at the top. I remember, I remember asking the question, do you feel that Sergio Perez is going to do better this half of the season? It doesn't seem like he has. I mean, well, I hope he doesn't get the the re-signing syndrome. Yeah, that, that the other drivers. Oh, which is guys. a piece of news that we didn't discuss. He does. He is. He just re-signed. he just resigned for another year at Red Bull. So, so if he doesn't get the re-signing syndrome like Ocon had, like Alonso got. Mm-hmm. So he should be on the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Ocon's Ocon's issue was with the chassis. They changed his chassis and obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it started to fall off when Look at you. after he resigned. <laughs> Always hating. But we talk so about we talk about Paris, but his main rival, which we discussed before, the, the battle for the constructors championship is gonna come down to the number two drivers in each team. Sergio Perez and Botas finished mm-hmm. eighth in qualifying. What happened to Botas, man? I think it's just they could just they just couldn't get a lap in. They couldn't get a lap. Yeah. And when we came back at the red flags, they couldn't get a lap. It was very confusing. I mean, I think he still should have been able to put in a better lap than that. Then Ricardo? Yeah. Come on, man. That Mercedes is way quicker than than the McLaren. And McLaren's so a good car. If Landonors would have been able to take part in Q3 fully. Mm-hmm. Where if Ricardo was P4, <laughs> Norris might have been P1. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? It's it's oh, what could have been exactly. But our boy Ocon finished ninth, which is a pretty decent result for the Alpine. And obviously, Lando Norris crashed out at the beginning of Q3, so, so he, but he started 10th for the race. Yeah, he inherited 10th. No, he didn't start 10th. He inherited 10th place. Then he had grip penalties because of the penalty from Hungary, so he went back. Who are you talking about? Norris. But didn't Bottas get the penalty? Bottas as well. Bottas started further back than that. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. 
and straws or went all the way to the, to the back. It was a mess. It was just yeah. a complete mess. But let's talk about the race. What race? Exactly. <laughs> what race? I think the most exciting part of that quote-unquote race was the drama with Sergio Perez crashing out in the installment lap. So is this is this like a... Is this how the, the Red Bull car is kind of set up? That they... Because obviously when, when Max crashed that last time, they were saying that they need, he needs to, I guess, teach the computer the sequence of the of the gears or whatever. That's the reason why they speed up so much or that he sped up so much that time. And it happened to Paris now that he know, was coming man. just too quick into the turn over, overshadow or cooked it. Bang. Yeah. And Ended obviously it was butt. raining a lot. Too, yeah. So. But it was obviously a worse crash than Max. Because mm-hmm. Max, they just changed, I guess, like it's part of his front end. Well, when you're talking about Max in Hungary last year. Was Hungary last year? It was Hungary. When they rebuilt the car right away. And hung- the- yeah, no. it was Hungary. Okay. Uh, well, well, they had 20 minutes to rebuild the car, but exactly. it was, I think it was only like one corner. This was the entire front end. So obviously, yeah. And did, did Ma- Max didn't need, uh, was Max able to get it to the grid by himself? Yes. Yeah. This one, they needed to carry, carry that car, car on a, on a, on, low, tow on, a, on a tow truck and get it to the pits. So, so. the three hours that we were waiting for the race to start and helped and. Rebuild the car. Well, that was that was the thing. So obviously that was that was the race right there. Uh, oh, listen. I mean, at that point, we we're like, all right, he's he's out. That that grid spot is empty starting the race, um, but it was raining, so they decided to start the rain to start the race under the safety car, which is usually the procedure, especially if it's raining that much. However, during the um, the first lap or formation lap, the formation lap, they decided to call it. They decided to call it because um, the only driver that said that he could race was Max Verstappen. But why? He was behind the safety car. Any other driver behind Max Verstappen was getting all that spray. And if you guys, you know, just go on Google, uh, you know, Google uh, 2021 Belgian GP. You'll see these cars obviously looking like they're engine blue, but obviously they're driving in the rain. And there's so much spray you everywhere. Can't you can't see nothing anything, behind them. Anything. So you just imagine, like it's one thing if you're qualifying, and obviously you're in, when you're qualifying, you're more spaced out. Um, and I think uh, some one of the one of the drivers mentioned that uh, I, I believe it was Vettel that actually the rain in qualifying was worse than the rain during. The race? the grand the, during the Grand Prix. Jeez. However, but what happens is is that There's I mean, when you're cars. qualifying, you're spaced out, so not that, many cars that all that spray is, has time to settle before you're driving through it. When you have all these cars together, you have so much spray. the The visibility really was the issue. Gotcha. You know, the visibility was re- was really the issue, and obviously they couldn't see anything. So they reflect the race uh, right at, at the that point. Nothing has started. Nothing has started. Nothing Nothing has started. But once you start the formation lap, you have a three. They just they shortened it this year. It used to be four. This year they shortened. You have a three-hour window to get a two-hour Grand Prix race. Gotcha. Right. So you have those three hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously the clock starts ticking from there, and then the Grand Prix takes. And if you get up to that, you know, that two hour mark, then you only have an hour, et cetera, et cetera. So if the race is delayed an hour, you still have two hours to get in that Grand Prix race. But it has to be two hours. 
or whatever the amount of laps it is gotcha. that, that you get through. So we're seeing this this um, the clock, you know, wind down. But they didn't start that clock right away. That's what it it seemed like they didn't, but I think they did. Because I felt like we were waiting for like for like four hours. Yeah, but they didn't bring it on the screen until like maybe I don't know half an hour into the wait, and gotcha. we're obviously we're watching. You know, we're watching, you know, uh, Alpine do the Macarena. We're watching Haas, uh, a, a thrilling football match or soccer match, as we say here in the U.S., between Sebastian Vettel and, and one of his, uh, and Mick Schumacher with their Haas, Haas and uh, Aston Martin teammates. Um, wait, wait. But that also brought nostalgia because back in the days, Michael Schumacher in the, I believe, Race of Champions or whatever, you know, that, that, that little thing. Yeah, they do there. at the end of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel. There's a video of them pretty much playing the same way. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they they've got a, they got a nice little friendship going. Uh, Mick yeah. Schumacher and uh, and Sebastian Vettel. Obviously, they're country mates. Um, and then we also saw one of the Red Bull mechanics take a tumble. Did you see that? No, dude, you missed it, man. What the hell happened? He was he was obviously um, so. During the break, obviously we don't know when the race is gonna start. But the Red Bull garage is busy because they're trying to fix Perez's car. Yes, because there's this whole new. They're this, going overtime. They're going overtime, just trying to fix it because they thought that they have enough time to get to get it. Uh, no, they, they to get the car fixed and get they, him back into the race. Since the time was in the air, we don't know when the race is gonna restart. Right. And usually, when when it's a red flag like this, they just mm-hmm. give like ten minutes notice. Yeah. The race will start, at, you know, in whatever. And then were like fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah. So they were yeah. racing with time. And obviously, there was this drama going on. It's like a weather up in five minutes. Then another weather up in five minutes. Can we finish it? Can we? we you know, or right. am I going to be allowed to rejoin if we finish it? So they were yeah. just rushing through all this stuff. And then like, kudos know, to Rebel because yeah. they were. No, they did it quick. I yeah. mean, it was like a three-hour drive. They did it like within again, an hour. Again, Rebel. Red Bull team of the like forget about it when it comes to their pit stops and their mechanics fixing they are on point yep and that's exactly what you what you need to win a championship but obviously the best thing to happen at f1 this year has been the fia to team radio yes so we're getting this drama playing out <laughs> between red bull and uh and the fia and michael massey doesn't seem like he he knew the rules so they were just asking michael well, i'm massey, assuming the the f1 rules is like a bible yeah, almost, or, or you know, or an, an encyclopedia mm-hmm. because Article Nine Point Three, you know, Dash Four, whatever, they, it has to be breaking down that way. So mm-hmm. it's tough to know it from front to back, right? You know, it's not. No, I believe so too, and obviously these were. Dude, I'm this... still, in, I'm still impressed that Sebastian Better was able to name all <laughs> of the champions. So, all right, so if you if you're the race director, mm-hmm. and obviously Michael Massey's new, and and. He was literally thrown into the role. He won't be there long. Go ahead. Yeah, well, he was thrown into the role because of, you know, the untimely death of Charlie Whiting. Yes. Which was there. He was there for years. But, I mean, obviously you can also, this is this situation has not happened in F1 ever. Mm-hmm. You know? So the, the, the issue was, can, if Red Bull gets their car fixed, can he start the race if the start if the race starts michael massey tells him no because they got mechanical assistance meaning they got a tow truck to take him back to the garage once gotcha. you once those marshals touch that car mm-hmm. that's it you can't race it's supposed to be that. but that's only in racing conditions we have not been racing yet. We're not, we, we, the race hasn't even started yet 
technically. Yeah, because once the red flag doing the formation lab, all of that gets voided. Yes. That's the way I guess it was sold yes. to us on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, I guess it, the race starts when the checker flags go down. Or oh, the actual formation lab finishes? I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's a, it's a, the rules aren't very clear. Um, so obviously Red Bull pushes the issues, uh, which in is that one I'll get back to you. Yes, because he said, "Let me check with my steward friends." He, you know, reported to the stewards. The tools got back to him. There's nothing in the rule book that says against it. Against it, it's only after the race has started. So, and uh, that's when they, yeah. And supercharged the, the, the efforts. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, so with this mayhem, yes. you, all right, you have the, the mechanics running back and forth. The, obviously, F1 was wants right to show. Huh? He was right by the car? That Not he right by the car. He was going down like a hallway, and it just so happened that the cameraman turned to him, and he's, he was about to reach a tool. He just trips over himself on a cart. And just fell to the floor. Wow. It was hilarious. I have to look for that now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, that was, <laughs> you know, obviously we have all, we have all of that. And, um, you know, and we're just waiting around really because what wait, else wait, is wait, there wait, to wait. do, man? The Lewis Hamilton radio. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> My Lord. What was that? That's supposed to be, I think, one of the marshals or one of somebody went to the bathroom that he was he went to use and they dropped a bomb. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he, he, he inherited the... the, the, the <laughs> what happens when when this, a bomb goes off and you and you get a debrief and what is that called? A shrapnel? There you go. That's what he inherited. You got the shrapnel? <laughs> <laughs> From the bomb. <laughs> and then he just had to run to, to the car up there. I think all. he mattered because it seemed like he really had to go. So... <laughs> Yeah, man. Poor I mean, Lewis. And Lewis, like, this is why I went vegetarian. <laughs> so obviously we waited. The clock is, you know, counting down. And I think at this point we already know that the race is not going to happen, especially, if, I mean, they, with an hour left on the clock, well, before we even get to that, the, they decided they have authority. The, uh, FIA has authority. Or anybody, or I think the race stars has the authority to stop the clock. Mm -hmm. So I think they so that's what with happened. one hour left. Stop the clock, one hour left to see if the rain gets better so we can get the the race going. The race going, at least get the rates in and award some points. Obviously, the rain got worse. Even when they thought yeah. the rain got worse. It was nonstop. It was nonstop. It was, the rain got worse. And obviously, if it keeps raining like that, and again, the issue wasn't really the rain. The issue is the spray coming off the car, so yeah, yeah, yeah. low visibility. Um, so eventually, what they did was a, was just a a practice. They they got the cars out. You know, we got it. We got excited. Yep. The race is gonna start. And the one hour clock starts running. Yeah, the the race is gonna start. We line the cars up on the grid, and they start the doing the grid, or they start from the pits. Well, they go they they go on into the pits, but then they have to do not on the grid, but. They they go from the pits and then they do basically an installment lap mm -hmm. and then they do two laps. Basically, they they do they go around once that one lap starts. Obviously, to well, we all learn this now. In order for you to at least award points, half points, you have to do two laps. Apparently, no. I think it's in order to get full points, you have to do what seventy five percent of the race. Yeah. Gotcha. So below that is when the half point comes up? Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. 
But but to the erase, minimum amount is two laps. Will be two laps. Gotcha. So and obviously and and and, the, and obviously it gets a little bit more confusing if we actually read the rules. But we're just gonna simplify it. Yeah, yeah. it's too complicated. I'm I'm still like at, in the air like uh -huh. yeah, and I think Michael Massey and still and everybody was there like in the air like nobody nobody knew. But we at least knew that they had to do two races. So we were like, all right, maybe we'll get two laps out of this. Mm -hmm. But the laps can be under a safety car. Obviously, when there's a safety car, the laps keep counting down. So basically what they did was this practice of just to get the race in, just to award points and get a podium ceremony. They did two races on the safety car. Race so is over. Fulfillments. Yeah. The way the grid started, that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the result of the mm -hmm. race. So Max Verstappen wins the race, which I think the way he performed this weekend was was good. So he got paid for the efforts that he put up in your qualifying. Yeah, stuff. I mean, he got half points. So 25, he gets nine and a half points, right? 12 and a half. Well, 12, 12, yeah, 12, 12 and a half points. Welcome back. Sorry. <laughs> Not very good at math. So I am. This is what I do what I do. <laughs> um, But our boy George gets his first podium. Yes, sir. Under Williams. In Williams and beats Lewis Hamilton. Because oh Lewis Hamilton God. came in third. Yep, yep, yep. Because the orders didn't change. Yeah, the order didn't change, exactly. The grid position. The grid position didn't change. So, yeah, man. Uh, so what do you think? No, I think it just it sucks that it went, you know, it was given to us this way. But it's just when you were, um, when you're involved in a spectacle so big, there's a lot of corners or a lot of voids that need to be fulfilled. And a lot of times, not everybody's going to agree with how they're made. Mm -hmm. This weekend happens to be that nobody agrees with. <laughs> not even the drivers. <laughs> but but the only winner from this weekend, and they did not give up points for, to these people or grip position or, you know, or, or put them in the podium, those fans that were there, oh, my God, these people are brave. They were there all weekend. They should get the points. Yes, they should get the points. They should get they should get free tickets for next year. Yeah, man. I mean, they, remember the, a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of these people. They went camping there, so they mm -hmm. were there for the whole weekend. Now they're spending the whole weekend wet because it's rain all weekend, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So now spend the whole weekend wet. Now the to top it off, we're supposed to be the highlight of the weekend, which is the race. Mm -hmm. We get to spend it, spend four hours under the rain. Right. I think uh, I even saw people without shirts there. They're like they were still partying that big, like that. We, uh, the people watching at home, probably have more fun watching that the telecast than they did standing out in the rain. And kudos to them because that would have been so frustrating. We're out there what three, four hours Jeez. almost in the cold. Yep. Uh, in spa on hills, rain pouring down, and you what you get to see was literally three or four parade laps of the cars going around. Which is highly And if you're in the stands with all the spray that was going on, you probably mm -hmm. didn't even see the car. <laughs> uh, points were awarded, obviously. You got half points. There was a podium ceremony, which was kind of weird. But, I mean, obviously, I think the highlight of the weekend was George Russell getting P2 and actually, um, you know, he, he put in a great lap uh, yeah. to beat everybody. Uh, it was on merit. Um, I don't think he would have finished there if there was an actual race, but he did get his first podium, so that's good. Um, Inner Williams. Inner Williams. Uh, 
So the final results, obviously, Max Verstappen wins the race. We have George Russell, P2. Third place, uh, rounding off the podium is uh, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. And we have Danny Ricciardo in fourth, Sebastian Vettel fifth. Uh, Pierre Gasly sixth. Esteban Ocon in seventh. Leclerc actually got uh, two points in eighth place for Ferrari. Yep. Uh, which uh, Ferrari, I was highly disappointed, obviously, because they didn't even get into Q3. And Nicholas Latifi in P9. Double Williams points. double points. Yep. Uh, and Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari uh, Ferrari double points also with half a point in P10. Um, and then rounding off the results, we have Fernando Alonso, Valtteri Bottas in P12. Ugh, By the on, way, also so disappointing because of the double points, he moved Williams to eighth. And the constructors champion, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll They're go. not their last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, 13th. Lando Norris, 14th. Sonoda, 15th. Schumacher, Nikita pa- Mazepin, 16th and 7th. 18, 19, and 20. We have Raikkonen, Perez, and Lance Stroll dead last. Stroll sucks. So... Okay, so now, Sir Lewis Hamilton has a three-point... This is so weird. Two and a half, I think, right? No, he has a... No, it's a three-point lead. Uh, 202 and a half to 199 and a half in the, yeah, in the driver's standing. Yeah, that is three points. Standing. Sorry. Lando is still in third at 113. Valtteri Bottas, 108 in fourth. He actually overtook Perez now. <laughs> um... Who has no, he's been on third, though. No, he wasn't in third last week. I think so. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't in fourth. He was in fifth. Now he was in fourth. So, uh, and then you have Carlos Sainz and Leclerc in sixth and seventh. I think you're wrong there, though, but yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, Danny Ricciardo, eighth. Pierre Gasly, ninth. And rounding up the top ten is Esteban Ocon. In the constructor standing, <laughs> this got <laughs> interesting, too. We have Mercedes is actually in the lead. Yes, sir. Uh, three ten and a half. He's a, have a seven point lead uh, over Red Bull, McLaren, and Ferrari locked in a tight battle for the third place spot. One sixty nine and one sixty five and a half. I wonder how those half points are gonna Influence. measure up at the yep. end. Um, and then the battle for fifth between Renault, AlphaTauri, and Aston Martin. Renault, obviously, with their win, uh, took a commanding lead in that race with Esteban Ocon winning. And then, yeah, I think uh, they, they jumped like two spots by doing that. They yeah. Jumped between, you know, but yeah, they were dead last in that race. It was it was, uh, it was uh, Alfa Aston Martin, and Alpine, and then with that win by Ocon, and then just, also with Fernando Alonso finishing in the points. Um, double points. Fifth, yeah, fifth. Uh, so they're in, uh, Alpine is fifth with 80 points. Alfa Torre is 72 and that's tomorrow with 53. And then the battle for eighth, which I don't think is a battle anymore. Not no more. <laughs> Williams with 20 points. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Not me. And I'm a Williams fanboy. Yeah. And uh, Alphamero with three points, and Haas has not scored a point. Yeah, that's yet. not. That's that's nothing new. Ruben, what do you think? Um, obviously, it was confirmed today by John Todd that 
the teams and you know all parties involved are going to meet in October to see what they can do about this for this not happening. And I think this is right up there with what happened in Indy when only four teams, was it four or five or six cars started because of the tire debacle? Meaning the F1 Indy F1 race. F1 Indy race. Gotcha, okay. okay yeah, okay. Man, this was, uh, I forgot what year it was. It was seven cars or something. It was, no, it was, it was only, it was six cars because it was three teams. So it was gotcha. two cars per team. Um, with Schumacher winning that race, but obviously it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a, uh, you know, it wasn't, mm-hmm, it wasn't mm-hmm. a competition. Um, what do you think should happen here, I saw, Because you, do you, did you, did you think like those points should have been awarded? What, you know? Obviously, that's all politics, you know, internal politics when, when it comes to F1, whatever. What I feel this weekend was missing was a leader, somebody to take charge of this stuff. No, this is what we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. Masik doesn't didn't know. The team's going, you know, we're waiting for you, Masik. Yes. F1 themselves, like, hey, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, there was no leader. So I hope when they have this meeting in October, I don't know, either Jin Ta says, I am going to be the leader or I'm retiring. Like, you know, heads have to roll. That's why I said, like, because how do, how do, how do this event get to, the, get, got to that level? Right. You know, where, why did it take you three hours, over, over three hours? To either cancel the race or we'll come back tomorrow, mm-hmm. which they, they've done in the past, by the way. They have. They've have done. They've have had GPS on a Monday. Yeah. So there's it's, not, it's nothing, you know. I think, and also, you know, going back in Belgium, that Monday is a holiday, mm-hmm. so it was possible to to make it. Mm-hmm. But we were still missing missing a piece of a decision making. Oh no, it wasn't a it wasn't a holiday in Belgium. It was a holiday in the UK. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay, so that's that's why probably why I got confused. Yeah, we were still missing a piece. That we were still missing the leadership piece. piece. You know, piece that says, you know, we need a leader. This is what we're doing. Do you think that the race should have ran though under those conditions? No, no, no. Definitely, definitely, we have to go with safety first. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously the race shouldn't have been put up in that condition. I I agree with you there, but I and I also agree with you that there is no um, there is no um. But. I'm sorry to interrupt your, mm-hmm. your, 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 you know, your thought there, but I think the decision was also up in there so much because I think they were just worried about making the wrong decision, and I think the decision there was no leadership, like you said. Yeah, yeah, but it, it also what in what in influence all of those non decisions being made on on Sunday came directly from Lando Norris crashing Q3. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that. That was in everybody's minds because okay. obviously you have the the crash with Anton Hubert where he obviously lost his life two years ago. Well, it was it last raining, year. I'm though. sorry, it wasn't raining, but either way, it's like two years ago. All right, you you, you combine some, two years, two years ago. Mm-hmm. You combine that with obviously also what happened with, with the, also w what series, happened in the W series with all F3. the accidents going in through there with the WEC. You combine all of that with the rain. Yes, that crash with Lando Norris affected all the decisions going up to that. However, no, like you said, there was no leadership role. Michael Massey's honestly, uh, you know, it, it, it's a tough to it's a tough decision to be them because it's something that obviously n- never really happened before. But if you have the right people at the helm, I think that some decisions could have been made. Now, remember, we're in the throes of a triple header. Yes where we have a quick turnaround to get to the Netherlands. So they so start facing holding, they on Monday? So holding the race on Monday 
would have been tough. Could they have done it? Listen, if F1 gets around the world through a triple header, why can't they get to the Netherlands with an extra day to spare? Maybe you can hold that race at a, you know at a later time, or even you know, or Most even or even hold this race at an earlier time, knowing that the rain was coming. There's so many things that probably could have been done. That's why I don't know if heads need to roll. I wouldn't agree with you there. But there have there have to be changes done. What are they gonna do? They need to plan for this stuff yes. because obviously, this is gonna be the norm now. What we're going through worldwide, and obviously this is a different topic. But climate change is real. Yeah, we're getting worse weather. Remember, there was a mudslide in Spa a few months ago. Yes, there was a, another big, uh, uh, also you know, it was, too. Yeah, there was a mudslide, meaning that literally. All the mud came down onto the track, so they had to they had to they had to fix that. Lewis Hamilton even said on the radio with the repairs, there's an extra bump going through a rouge. So this is something that they're gonna have to sit down and they're gonna this is an event this is gonna happen again. Yeah. So they need obviously everything changes. F one I think is good at adapting to they the need change. a contingency plan. Yeah, but they need to this cannot happen again. You cannot have fans sitting in the stands. Under the rain, under cold. the rain, cold for three and a half hours with no racing. They didn't get their money's worth. Um, Lewis Hamilton after the race said that they should get their money back. Do yep. you agree with him? Uh, or what can be done to to make up for the fans from this weekend, especially those fans that stuck around? Mm-hmm. Maybe give it like a percentage off of next year's race, right? I mean, they're not going to get a refund because there's even there's even a law in the country itself, or you know that area mm-hmm. that prevents. For you, from you to demand a refund as a fan, right? And and it's not up to just to be clear, so everybody knows, it's not up to the FIA or FOM to give refunds. Or it's F1. up to the promoter. Yes. So it would be Grand, I think a, a Spa Grand Prix. I think it, or, I don't know what the I think it's Spa Grand Prix or or Belgium Grand Prix. That's like the the actual organization that runs. It. They're the, they they run the show. So, um, but. Yeah, I, were you surprised that Lewis Hamilton even said that or even mentioned that in the in the um, in the interviews? Of course. Obviously, you don't want to you don't want to uh, tell somebody to shut up. But come on, Lewis, you can't say that. That's creating havoc. But you know, it's, that could start something. Right. We don't want. Don't but he wasn't wrong, though. He was not wrong. Yeah. But it's, it, it becomes you know like him. especially when you're your top guy, you're exactly. the world champion. Is putting you on the spot. Like maybe Beto says it. It sounds more, you know, because Beto was already saying we should call the, you know, the the qualifying. We shouldn't, you know, because Beto's more, more in the helm of being a safety guy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Lewis saying it, come on, do you like you like the, the golden child of F1 right now? Don't talk like that. Well, but he, there's also a bit of bad blood with all, you know, the we race as one and the kneeling and the putting on the shirts. I think, I mean, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton is calling out to task. A lot of these inconsistencies in F in FIA policy. So yeah, I agree with you. On uh, that and you know, in order for the conversation to move forward, uh, somebody has to do it. And I guess it would be him because he is the guy that can do it. If anybody else says it, I mean, there's very few guys in 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 F1 I think Ricardo that can. had some comments similar to that. Yeah, about, and about he's very himself. outspoken. But there's people that can do it. I mean, you have Ricardo, you have uh, the Alonzos, the Vettels. Um, these top tier drivers that can do it. I don't know if Max is up to that level yet, but Max is usually stays to himself. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, it had Matches to be rage. said. I was surprised that he said it. Um, but I guess you know it had to be said, and I, and and it also makes him a driver of the people because he was taking out for the fans too. So. Exactly. You know, it's the wedge for. Yeah, man. Um, one more bit of news that came out uh, right after the race, uh, not too long ago, and I think it should be uh, something that we need to talk about: the decision for the Mercedes seat next to Lewis Hamilton has been made. Who do you think is taking that? That was my question. The decision has been made, and obviously what they want to do uh, and what the news reports are saying is that they want all parties involved, uh, everything to be settled, meaning, I guess, obviously, they've, they're down to two drivers. It's Botas, which is there currently, and under and then George Russell, their kid, yeah, which is, been, has been in the uh, in the Mercedes driver program forever, um, has been improving greatly in that Williams seat in that horrible car, out qualifying his teammate most of the time. Right, all of the time. He has. I don't think any of his teammates have out qualified him when he was at Williams. If, if when while at Williams, obviously, I think once he got once, yeah, Robert, um, Robert Kubica. He's put on every Saturday. We call him Mr. Saturday for a reason. On qualifying, he's a beast. This Saturday was no exception. P2, getting his first podium. Um, Bottas was nowhere. Has been very inconsistent. And it's very upsetting because I'm sticking up for him and he's look, making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the decision's been made. Who do you think uh, gets it, Ruben? Okay, so if Mercedes wants to stay competitive, which that's what they're looking for, to stay mm -hmm. on top, they will go with Russell. In the future. Yeah, I mean, for the future. In the long term, you talk about. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, the having Bottas around has a calm, a more calm atmosphere within the team. Because obviously, you know, he's he's tame. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not he's not really putting much much of a challenge to Lewis Hamilton. If he on is, or off track. if he is, he's not showing. Right. Now you bring Josh Russell, a guy that wants to still say to people, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm Josh Russell. Yeah. So that's gonna change the you know, the atmosphere in the team if you bring George because George wants to race. And he does not care who's next to him. He's gonna race. Right. And if you put him on the top car, then Lewis as an older, not but by, by saying older doesn't mean he's lost his touch. Okay, mm -hmm. by being a more experienced driver and an older driver in the grid, mm -hmm. has to know. So again, now tying up his shoes even harder now because this new blood that's coming in is going to look into the throne. You not literally, but he wants to beat you, and he's going to be riding your tail to beat you. More aggressive than both us, maybe more aggressive than Rosberg. Oh, I think so, definitely. I think he's even better than Rosberg. <laughs> so that's the, the fiasco. So if they want to still keep improving, they bring Josh Russell. If they want to stay the same and then get beat by Red Bull. Yeah, I mean. But remember also, new car next year. Yeah. It so that could also influence in the results of everything. Yeah, I mean, and then Lewis is only signed for another year. Oh, no. No, he signed he, a two-year deal. He signed a two-year deal. He, so he signed all the way to 2023. 
Yeah, so he signed a two-year deal, so he'll be racing in that car for two years. Um, Does he have another 2016 season in him? You're talking about Hamilton? Yeah. Meaning that he lost. Yeah. Does that, he have another season? Meaning, because remember, yeah, he lost, but he wasn't an easy season to deal with. I mean, this season hasn't been easy for him to deal with either. Exactly. And that's, I mean, but wait, wait, it's, wait. Different. it's a different it's situation. It's a different team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like the guy across the hall from you. There you go. It's a different situation. You don't you don't have you know, this obviously Max. Because now the meetings become secretive. Yeah. We have the general meeting mm -hmm. and now both teams pull away. Yep. So and then you so you have <laughs> you have Max Verstappen who's obviously putting up a great fight uh this season and, and obviously when we get back to, to the racing, because obviously I don't even think the summer break is over with what happened over this weekend. Um, we'll see where, where the cars are actually stacking up. Yes. Um, it, it didn't seem that Mercedes' car was actually very good this weekend, obviously. the 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 It, it was Max and Red Bull, I think, had the better car. They've been better all weekend. It was a... It was a from what we saw. Yeah, from what we saw, it was just in the practice a car to be the there. Qualifying, yeah. The, the car just showed up. Mm -hmm. We did not see peak performance from either or, even though Red Bull etched it. Right. So, and I don't think even if the race had gone on, we we I think we both can agree that that Max Verstappen was going to win that race. Um, could have played out differently, but I mean, you had Russell in the way. The rain changed everything. For yeah, the, the, the rain changed the whole weekend. Yeah, because um, obviously, if there was no rain, qualifying would have been different. Mm -hmm. I I've always said this, and I'm going to stick to my guns here. But I also sent the text that. Uh, well, I've always said that they're going to keep Botas because they don't want to mess up that team harmony there you go. That's the word within that Mercedes team. I think Total Wolf remembers what went on in 2016, what went on 2014, 15, and 16. Um, and then obviously it, got, it started getting trippy 2015, and then it ended yes. up happening in 2015 that, you know, Rosberg beat him, but it was a toxic toxic relationship taking each other out in some races yeah uh you know not going not going fast enough you, you saw uh lewis at the rest lewis in, in the last yeah in abu dhabi i mean um yeah I, I think they'll remember that and if at least for the next two years while lewis hamilton is there i think they'll keep Botas on but Botas is not making a case for himself yeah no, he's not helping. he's and i think Botas is going to alpha romeo or something yeah. like that well, that's that would be it. I mean, Alfa Romeo was actually or waiting. go back to Williams. Alfa Romeo was actually waiting for for that decision by Mercedes to make their driver choices too. So I think just as Vettel was domino the first to fall last season, I think this is going to be the first domino to fall, and then we'll see other things go. All the changes happen. All the um, resigning. Even though I don't think there's going to be a lot of a lot of there's gonna, not going to be many changes. There'll be some. But it's not going to be many changes. Um. But yeah, if you bring Russell in, I mean, I don't think that Russell is going to be as toxic as Rosberg because obviously Rosberg and Hamilton knew each other very well. Since they were little. So, yeah. So, um, but um, the issue that I get past is what happens with Russell if you don't sign him there? Does he leave the Mercedes program? Does I he would. go on himself? I would. Yeah, me too. I mean, he needs to be Where in the car. Where would he go? 
that's the issue. We talked about this before. There wasn't. There are not many options. It's not a top. He needs a top drive, and there's not yes. a top drive. And then obviously any other top team that's in contention. Obviously Ferrari set. Renault seems to Renault is set because uh, Fernando Alonso. I thought he was signed for next year already, but uh, Red Bull set. Red Bull set. McLaren said. McLaren said. So I mean, there's really nowhere for him to go. Aston Martin, but I, I might. I'm, it's just it's what they'll give it a stroll. Yes, yeah, really that's not going to happen. I don't think so. You know what? Alfa Romeo. Uh, that's that's the, that's that's going. But I'm pretty sure if 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 Russell's available, that's and, going sideways, not not up. Yeah, but if Russell's available, and 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 Mercedes decides to stick to Bottas, then they'll sign up Russell real quick. No doubt. Yeah, of course. You know. So and obviously he's not gonna go to house. House is not nowhere. So uh, and then so we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think he's de- if he gets the Mercedes, I think I think it's well deserved. Uh, but this is one that uh, th- I think it'll definitely be a a, a Netflix episode and Drive to Survive, yep. and it's gonna be something that we're gonna have our guys our eyes glued on to see what happens next. Definitely, uh, this weekend's GP on the Netflix series is going to be nowhere. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing happened. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, obviously, with the the racing, nothing happened, but there was still a lot of drama going on. So <laughs> I, I don't think that, that there was nothing short of they 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 have a lot to to go by on this. They got this material. Yeah, use. there's material to go by because Netflix is obviously experts at uh, making something out of nothing. Yeah, as far as Good for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but listen, this is what gets people's eyes on the sport, and that's what we want, especially here in the U.S. All right. So, uh, like I mentioned before, it's, we're in the throes of a triple header. The second part is coming up. The Dutch Grand Prix. We are going to Zandvoort Lord. for the first time in a while, and I will hand it off to you, our historian, <laughs> our podcast historian, <laughs> Ruben. Tell us about the Dutch Grand Prix and Zandvoort. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Jens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this, this is a very historic track as well when it comes to history because it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, first motorsport race was held in 1948 in this place. Wow. Uh, the construction of this track was started during the Second World War. And it was uh, like a local strategy or maybe, I don't know if it's just local Zandvoort or for the country. Mm-hmm. So the people of the country or the town to avoid being sent to the front lines. Oh, so okay. they they convince the Germans to build roads and dooms so they can so the, they can the Germans can use these to parade and transport transport to the you know different defense points because remember it's right by the water. Oh yeah. So okay. it could be used very strategic. So so they stayed neutral, but they helped the Germans. No, no, they were well, overta- they were overtaken by the Germans. Oh, they were overtaken by the Germans to avoid. Their kids pretty much being sent to the front lines. Mm. They said, "No, but we could. We're local. We could be used to control all these roads and all these dunes that you guys need." Gotcha. You know, obviously the, the tracks were later widened and converted into part of the track mm-hmm. or roads. Mm-hmm. In 1952, he officially joined Formula One, and he stayed all the way to 1985. Okay. Uh, 1956 and 57, those races were canceled because of lack of uh, lack of money. And it was mm-hmm. caused by the Suez Canal crisis. Okay, the Suez That's Canal just was basically more a... history deeper into other right. stuff. It was mm-hmm. because it was a war that was going on for control over the Suez Canal. Okay, uh, it went into a major renovation in 1973, adding new pits and a new chicane 
uh, it was they was added by uh, right before before Bosswood. There was like a turn that was named. This track has a bunch of names and, and numbers in the turns, and they're weird. That you can't even that you exactly. can't even pronounce. <laughs> Bosswood, which was a very high speed corner that went into the the pitch street. You know, that pretty much landed into the pitch street. Mm-hmm. Also, in 1973, British driver Roger Williamson mm-hmm. lost his life. Oof. Only his second Formula One race, by the way. He crashed heavily near the tunnel, and his car caught fire, scraping on the tarmac. And that's why I was, you know, because of the scraping the tarmac, you know, engulfed. Mm-hmm. Uh, his countryman, fellow driver, tried in vain to turn the car over. It was a gentleman named Roger. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get Roger Williams out of the car but couldn't do it by himself. The marshals couldn't help because the marshals were not wearing back then uh, flame retardant overalls. So, so how far? Take this out, take this out. Cars were driving by him. The race kept on at high speed. What? Yeah. Cars were driving by him. They thought that the car was on fire. Was that, you know, that gen- the driver that came to help him. I mm-hmm. have his name here. Uh, Crash the tunnel. I did not write the guy's name. Come okay. On. But they thought it was that the other British, you know, the other British driver that was racing that year. They thought it was his car that was on fire that he made it out fine. Oh. He he started like you know signaling. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. the other drivers thought he was just into just move away. So nobody stopped and they kept racing. So that the gentleman, that you know, so officially sad. died of asphyxiation. All right. Uh, the 1985 was actually the last Grand Prix. Unfortunately, the company running the track ran you know ran out of business. So mm-hmm. That's the reason why you know marking the end of racing. The track was. Not used for for um, for some time, and the owners, which is the town of Sambor, mm-hmm. sold part of it to developers, but they created like bungalows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1987, the track was you know eventually redesigned and was still used for motorsport, and now it's back to F1. Right. And last year was not used because the pandemic was not finished on time, so mm-hmm. we're going to use it this year. Uh, the last time I was the last time it was held, like I said earlier, was 1985, and it was won by Nicky Lauda. 1985. And I've never heard of this brand before. Climax with four. Yep. Never heard of them either. Uh, it, it's suspected to be a, a fast track with the big bank in one of the turns. Don't know the number. I have to look, try to remember. It looks or like the name. Four, 14, is it? It is 14. Okay. There you go. But, uh, you know, it will be a total of, uh, I believe, 17. No, no, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be 14 turns, mm-hmm. but the bank is in turn seven, which is called... Oh, okay, I see Shevikla, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I learned Dutch, I guess so. They have a bit of a bank at 14, but the big bank is at turn seven. So what they actually did with this track before, uh, obviously before they put it back on the calendar, it has to be a grade A, grade A, yes. a grade, grade A circuit, FIA grade A circuit. So what they actually had to do with this track, they had to wind it up a little bit in some parts, and they had and they built the banking in also. Uh, because obviously, so pretty much that's the banking became bigger when they were trying to. Yeah, they were they were getting the prep to get the right the the certification. And obviously, the reason why this there was so much it wasn't pressure, but uh, obviously, you, you want to capitalize on the on the popularity of one of your uh, best drivers on the grid, which is Max Verstappen, which I think is probably one. So of, how far is Spa from from here? 
not too far. Because right. people would travel yeah. up there. Just yeah. Like, yeah, I mean they'll they'll travel to Austria and they'll travel and to 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 Spain. They all were very. Verstappen was born in Belgium. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, so there you go. So he was born in Belgium, but obviously he's, he's from the Netherlands man. also. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason the me. reason they were pushing for this track to be back on the calendar, obviously, is to capitalize on the popularity of Max Verstappen. Of course. So the Orange Army Meaning will be strong this week. F one, you know, by being F one and going always extra smart, mm-hmm. they already see they already see the fan base they have with, at the Rebel Ring. Yes. That Max Verstappen brings mm-hmm. a lot of orange. Yes. Then we go to spot and he brings Same a tremendous thing, yeah. amount of hey, mm-hmm. if we go to this country. Well, we I mean he's Dutch. No, no, if we go if we bring it to his home to it'll his be backyard, even crazier. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you imagine every stand that you pass by just at the orange smoke? <laughs> oh my god. I actually saw a meme today. <laughs> and, I, and I guess I'll give credit when I can, but I saw a meme today of like an overhead, like a, a satellite shot mm-hmm. of Zanfort. It was like a satellite shot of Zanfort this week, and all you see is like a plume of orange smoke. <laughs> That's nice. Over it, Clover. So, it's I be mean, like that. so, yeah, it's definitely going to be like that. If you see how crazy they go out in Austria and even in Spa uh, when they do have races there, yep. um, you, this is going to be insane. So, it, it, it should be a fun race. Um, I don't expect a lot of overtakes because it's not a very wide track, even though they've widened some parts of mm-hmm. it. But it is a fast track. A lot of you know drivers say it's old school so track. It's crazy. It's pretty insane. There's some quotes from the you know current drivers. Um, who do you think is gonna win? Well, let's do qualifying first. Who do you think? What do you think the qualifying order will be this weekend? The track we've never seen before. So Max P one, Lewis P two, Lando Norris P three. Lando Norris. Yeah. Bottas P4, Paris P5. Oh, let's talk about this. Why Lando Norris P3? Come on, you saw the speed, the speed he was showing last weekend? <laughs> That's why I say that. You don't that. think he's just a good driver in the rain? Uh, have we seen a lot of action from him in the rain? Not really. No. He's just been driving lights out overall. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. And you know, he needs that little bit of push. Yeah. And now Daniel, Daniel Rick... It's right not far behind, so he he's getting. Hey, I can't let this guy catch up to me. Yeah, I, I'm McLaren now, not him. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. What, what are your qualifying predictions? Oh, well, we can't get Wellington. He's on vacation, but what are your chances? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there. Max first, Lewis second. Hey, I knew you were going to say Botas third. Come on, Botas. He needs a, he needs a fourth? result. Fourth? Uh, fourth. Uh, I'll be a, a homer here. Leclerc fourth. Leclerc fourth. Before Lord, Landon. Norris fifth. Whoa. Okay. The I, reason think, why, I think Ferrari needs a good weekend. The reason why I didn't pick Leclerc signs to be further up is because those updates they were bringing did not show in practice. Last week, but, no, they didn't. Okay, so that's the reason why I, I, I'm not 100 sold in the Ferrari. Yet. But, but this weekend, if it's dry, they're going to show it, and that's what that's what. So right now, that's exactly what I was about to say. Usually, Ferraris aren't very good in the rain. Okay, no, no, but I, but so, remember, in the practice, it did not rain in all of them. There's, they got good laps. They got you know they got hard laps. And, yeah, you're right. You're and right. the Ferrari, in none of the practice, they were nowhere. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. You're completely um, correct. How about the race? I said, I said, I said, qualifying first. No, you said the race first. Who do you think is gonna win? Uh, Hamilton. Wow. Go ahead. Okay, Hamilton. Hamilton. 
Um, I think Hamilton will beat Max off the line. Okay. Hamilton, Max, I'm going to put a surprise podium with Leclerc. (laughs) (laughs) Norris, fourth. And fifth? We'll go Bottas in Paris. Bottas will find a way to mess up this year. This I don't know. Listen, I don't know. He better get back into the the was it the sauna way and show his R's to be able to catch up. Again. Yeah, <laughs> listen, man, and and I'll tell you what, if 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 when they finally do announce, um, when they finally do announce driver the driver decision for Mercedes, I think Bottas will be driving better because the he, pressure will be off. The pressure's off. He knows where he's going, and he usually drives better. Okay, when um. When he knows when his future mm-hmm. is secure. Now the the key is how will Perez do? Perez needs to step up, and yes. he, and and not only does he need to step up in the race, I think he has good races, but he needs to step up in qualifying. I think that the same thing that has haunted that second Red Bull seat is that they don't qualify well enough, so they're not up there helping Max. And if you have two Mercedes fighting one Red you Bull, before. then then you know you're dead in the water max can win the driver's championship by himself but but, the the other car winning for the constructor yeah (laughs) you need the other car for the constructors championship uh and um but however if uh max can win it by himself but if he doesn't have help it'll be a lot harder for him and then it gives a chance for lewis it opens the door for lewis to come back at him the race is really close so for the race for me would be I'm rooting for the, you know, home kid to win, mm-hmm. so the place could go bananas. Okay. And you know we're in the Netherlands, a very open country, so they're gonna go crazy if he wins. Mm-hmm. So we're going. I'm going for Max Lewis. Uh, I still don't believe Ferrari has it like that, Yancy. So it will be Landon Norris third place, fourth Bottas fifth. Landon Norris podium. Huh? Yeah. Okay. L- Bottas fourth. Mm-hmm. Paris fifth. Okay. Ferrari's not going to be in the top five this weekend. And if they are, it's going to be top by signs. He needs a weekend. He hasn't had a weekend. He's been right there with Leclerc. Yeah. But he hasn't had a weekend to to shine like that. Yeah, I think if, if signs overtakes Leclerc, it's going to be on the track. I don't think he'll out-qualify. Bro, but they're not far. They're not. But, I mean, Leclerc they're, is still a better. Listen, Leclerc Sainz, is one of the best qualifiers no, no, on the grid. But listen, listen to me. Signs first lap mm-hmm. is most of the times better than Leclerc's. Which is what, what they call the bank lap? That's what, that's what they call. Well, no, you no, it's just the first lap. Are you talking no? I'm about talking about the when doing the qualifying session. Normally they do two, two, two. Oh, laps. the banker lap, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Okay. So normally in that lap, mm-hmm. science. I gotta double check my numbers, but science is always better than Leclerc. So then Leclerc, I guess, uses that as a as a as goal a, point. Yeah, and now as a goal post and yeah. goals. We will we see. We will see. Now, if but what 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 is Wellington predictions? Oh, he's on. Predictions. I don't know. Well, what do you think? Oh, he's not. I, I'm on vacation, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now, not here. Now, one thing I, I want to bring up also is, uh, remember, the next win that uh, Lewis Hamilton gets will be his 100th 100. win. Yes. Imagine if he gets it in Zanvoort. And it's been... It's been... Well, we hear the bluebirds come out. <laughs> Whoa, that would be... We're in Zanvoort. Yeah, We're in the Netherlands. Yep, yep, yep. It'll be, I, I, I hope he doesn't get it here, though. Yeah, because of that, because I don't want I don't want the boost to come out and all that other stuff. You want it to be a, a jubilant yeah. event. I want him to actually enjoy it. I think he needs joy back into he needs to enjoy racing again. Yeah. Yeah. I if mean, he gets uh, that groove back, watch out, Max. 
Yeah. I mean, and and we've all seen that uh, Lewis Hamilton is a better driver in the second half of the season yep. than in the first. And he's had a pretty good first half. Remember, he's still in the pool. It's only a three-point lead, man. So this championship, again. It's still up for grabs. It's still up for grabs. This could, is be, could be done over. by the fastest lap. Could be done. Yeah. Fastest lap. Can you imagine fastest lap deciding this? Oh, my God. Yo. Oh, oh, honorable mention to Nikita Bazepin for the fastest lap of the race. But they didn't give it to him, though. I know. I mean, but they're not going to give it to him because he's not in the top 10. But, you know, let's you know, give, says, give him a round of applause. In, give him a round of applause for Nikita Bazepin. It does say in, in Grand Prix, you know, uh, the one like a sheet that we have that we found in, in Wikipedia, mm -hmm. uh, fastest lap, none recognized. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, did what, what else we got? Out, did they give out a driver of the day? No, I, I didn't notice. So. I don't think they did. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't even look for that. Either. It should have been George Russell. Yeah, yeah, all the way. Yeah. All right. Oh, one more thing that happened this week in the in the practice sessions before we end this. Uh, did you see the footage of uh, uh, Alonso's uh, helmet cam? Yes, that was. What you think? The track was dry that time. Yes. So you, see you, you actually see the sun going down. Yep. This is something that I saw a few years back that they introduced. It, it was two years back, I think, in the Indy car. I'm like, why? Why don't doesn't F1 have this? I mean, they're they're so technologically advanced, and they finally got it on the helmet. They put it on the helmet, but helmet. that's not the helmet that he was in in the race. He was just in the helmet for that lap. For that oh, race. really? Yeah, oh, yeah. so they they're not able. I mean, I guess it was a test run. Exactly. But how cool you can see how, uh, like, obviously. You can see him fighting the car. Like, yeah, you go. can see how crazy it is, where yep. they're looking, and, and, and how intense it is in there, which is something that you don't get on the overhead shot on the, no, the cam, because obviously those are dampened also. But uh, I wish, I, I want them to bring that. That'll be so cool to watch, that would be actually. Cool. So, and you could actually get a so imagine like speed. Showing an overtake that way and stuff like that. Oh, what? Like the driver right behind the other car just pushes aside. And just go. Or if all the drivers wear something like that and you could see all different yep, angles. Yep, yep. Oh, that'll be so cool. Also see the hand gestures from the drivers to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually see, you can actually see Bottas put up the middle finger to to, to Russell in, or in Mula, you remember? You or the that? guy that always does that a lot of times, Ricardo. There Ricardo has done that many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be cool. All right, man. We're off to Zanvoort. Hopefully, we'll get some good racing this weekend, and won't be this debacle that we got in um, in Spa. Yes, we need a wake-up weekend, Anything and this will be that weekend. Yes, sir. Anything else, Ruben? No, I'm good on my side. What We're, you got? I'm good, bro. That's it, man. See you soon, We're Sunday. We're to the Netherlands, man. Orange Army strong this weekend. Peace. Peace.